0: Good afternoon, you're listening to SBCR and the programme is Local Media This Week and this week we're without uh, two of our main correspondents. Uh, We send our uh, wishes to John S who's a little bit disposed at the moment and hopefully we'll have him back in studio next week and boss man of the radio, uh, Jim, we sent him out to Europe to try and get a live interview with Joe Biden on a train in Poland but alas, he wasn't uh, able to get past security but uh, I do hope Jim is having a good time uh, on his holidays a well-deserved break, and he'll be back to run the show Did next we not week.
1: give him his press credentials, uh, Luke?
0: Yeah, we we did, but uh, obviously the kiss of the Blarney Stone didn't work on it <laughs> for him. <laughs> We're joined this week. Uh, we have the Tungrani Contingent, and then we have the two Pats. So, uh, David Fleming, good afternoon.
1: I, I happily support the Tungrani Contingent, Luke, with you.
0: Uh, exactly, and then we have the, the two Pats, Pat O'Brien uh, from the Mills, you okay and uh we joined again uh, uh from Pat McNamara from uh Mount direction Pat uh, last week went well so you were brought back for another week so you know <laughs> yeah, we're, few, we're delighted to have we're you, you
2: here a few good minutes all right yeah yeah I I, I, exactly no, no, again, uh, yeah now yeah, but, no, but you're, you're match fit now for this week anyway. yeah, yeah thanks, you're you're, you're, thanks, you're, you're, nice ma- you're
0: match fit for this week and we'll we'll, we'll have you we'll have you up to steam uh, anyway uh the main topic that we're going to talk about in the first few minutes is basically the hospital issue and and it's on, we'll say, the front pages of the Champion and front page of the Echo. Headline of the week: Listen up, HSE, give us back our A and D. Dan Danher, page one, the Champion. I'm just going to put put it out there. And Pat, I'll start with you. Your uh, well, your, your thoughts on the the articles that are there? Because it's basically Leo was in town visiting the hospital, and then he started to promise something, and then he didn't. Well, how
2: it was this? Uh, and it's 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 uh, it's a it's a potential well former politician I suppose uh, in his initial um, outpourings it was was no way there was going to be any A&E 24 hours and it just wasn't in the plan couldn't happen it wasn't you know it wasn't medically the advisors were saying no no and you have centres of excellence is what it's about and the bigger the better more facilities but then at some stage there was a chat with uh, among others Nolan Moran I think she was a former uh, uh, candidate for Sinn Féin in the elections a number of years ago for Sinn Féin. and uh, No, I don't know her at all. I have no political affiliation with her, but it was in advance of that chat with her and her grouping that he seemed to have com- come around a little bit to say, well, uh, you know, we could consider things. So oh. uh, I'd say it looks like Nolan Morden must have uh, great powers of persuasion to make the Taoiseach ch- n- uh, not change his mind, but at least reconsider and, 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 and say that there's a chance that maybe something can be done for Innocent, Nina. So uh, maybe kudos to Nolan Morton, or else it's the, the Taoiseach flip-flopping uh, himself. So either way, um, in one short period of time, there was no hope. And then there was some hope, so very interesting article.
3: Yeah, I, well, I suppose Leo has a kind of uh, forum and that kind of way to see. He tells two different stories at different times.
0: You could say talk is chief. You could uh, say, yeah. Like
1: the, the headline, <clears throat> which would give you encouragement, <clears throat> page six is what Pat, Pat is referring to, the, the flip-flop. Ennis upgrade imminent, he says. And if he said it, I'd say he'd be held to it because that is holding out a a, a fairly... Now, what that actually means is he's not going to open an accident and emergency. All he's proposing there is upgrading (coughs) Ennis and Nina to urgent care centres, which is different from an accident and emergency. That's That's important to state. Um, And it is actually what they have at the moment, how they're dealing with the current crisis. They're allowing certain patients go into Ennis and Nina to take pressure off um, Limerick on an emergency capacity. So what they're proposing is this will remain the case now indefinitely.
2: And and only more just to say, I was representing, uh, I suppose, one member of the uh, Midwestern Hospital Campaign Group, who I suppose do uh, put an awful lot of work Mm -hmm. into trying to get uh, facilities and and better services for the people of the Midwest. And, uh, you know, that's very, very, very important. But again, um, you're wonder with Leo... (laughs) I suppose throwing out a bone there and getting out a yeah, chair. Yeah, because getting out a dark Exactly, because
0: thing. then we'll say further down the page on page six, uh, you have Martin Conway, uh, who's of the same party. Uh, uh, as the Taoiseach sort of said, oh, the Taoiseach will return in coming months. And then, uh, <coughs> beside that, We're Dan sure Daner... Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Invisible. Yeah, exactly, likes, yeah. Sure, That doesn't do yeah. very much. No, and then beside that, Dan mm. Daner uh, has an article, and Park McMahon has it on page two of the Echo as well, and it's basically, no new acute hospital beds in 2023. Yeah. You know, so, and that's in response to a question <clears throat> to Independent Clare Deputy in Mike, form- Michael McNamara. It seems For surprising...
3: So I, uh, yeah, I was just it? going to say, Pat, yeah, but you the take story it. And, the, and the echo. Uh, Don't be afraid of you, HLCs on T-Shock. Well, there's a lot of people that's afraid to go in there. Mm. Yeah. As, as Hospital White worst overcrowding in 2023.
2: In fact, if a headline ever drew attention to something that. He well, didn't it's, want. It's I think exactly it's the it's in, it has the opposite effect. Why would a T-Shock of the country say, have to say Don't be afraid to yeah, attend a certain yeah, hospital yeah, in your yeah. area? Uh, you that's know, The that's that's two contrasting it it headlines,
1: uh, Dan, Dan Danaher's and Porig McMahon's, is striking. To me, as hospital records records as hospital records worst overcrowding of 2023, and then you compare that no new acute beds for Midwest Hospital in 2023. That's
0: why I'm saying makes no sense. That's why I say talk is cheap. But anyway, listen. Time will tell. Right, listen. We'll we'll move on because there's there's, leave it up to the the readers. Exactly. There's there's plenty of reading there in relation to it. Now uh, another topic that we have generally been talking about for the last year, year and a half is. uh, page 1 on the champion and that's about the heritage situation and it's, I think it's page 8 in the echo, the echo. sorry page Sixth 6 uh, the echo. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah. Uh, Park is writing page 6 on the echo council very positive that deal on Shannon heritage is looming now I, 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 should we start a clock uh, say today, you know, we'll say yeah. it's Sunday the 25th of February. Yeah. Uh, will we be here this time next year? We're saying it's <laughs> we're, we're
1: still very positive, yeah. you know. Uh, but the council, of course, have been very positive since the outset that, that they would get funding. And this is not a new headline, really, because last year they were as positive and they were, they said actually uh, that the discussions were very close to a conclusion. Then they got upset that they weren't getting close <laughs> to a conclusion. Then a few doll deputies said, Oh. It, and I think it was Deputy Crow, said, oh, we'll have a solution before Christmas. Yeah. And then nothing happened and there was no announcement the all and there was a great uh, fracas about it. So we're told, anyway, Fiona McGarry has jobs assurance as resolution expected right. on heritage transfer. So the, the long and the short of it is the council are looking for 15 million euro. Right. The various departments of the state ha- are, are unwilling to fork up that Amount at the moment, anyway, or for the last few months. So it'll be very interesting to see how they'll how they'll come to uh, agreement. an agreement on this mm. one. What do you think, Pat O'Brien? Yeah,
3: I, I suppose they they, they won't get what they what they they won't get fifteen million. In there. That's, yeah. that's that's nearly something sure. But as you say, they, they probably will get maybe, maybe 9 or 10 million and possibly some add-ons as well, maybe. But yeah, i to yeah.
2: Leonard Cleary, who was the uh, Council's Director of Services for Rural Development. We won't be back next year talking about it because he stated, we're ready now, this is on page 6 of the echo, we're ready now for the transfer now to happen. We would like it to happen with government approval before the summer. It has been a top priority for the last 12 months top priority noise so yeah. if it happens before the summer as Leonard suggests we won't be back but is it only merely a suggestion or a see, hope how many top
1: priorities does the government have <laughs> um, I think I, I think the ho- the homeless crisis and the Ukrainian crisis are probably more pressing than the, the Shannon Heritage one but, yeah, I, but I hope true. like I hope that um, this would be the end of it now and that these sort of smoke signals are preparing us for the end game. Can I ask
2: I a, a silly question in relation to this? Or I'm sure you know, but I, I haven't been following it that much. Wh- wh- when was the first move that the Sh- Shannon Heritage would no longer be doing, looking after Bunratty and Craig and: I'd and say It Poc- could and be twelve months ago. It's, uh, uh, it's more. Who decided because, uh, or
3: as why? As far as, as i as far, as, oh, far
0: yeah. as I'm aware, Limerick Council took over St John's Castle in April of last year. Yeah. yeah. right. That's so right. that's it's more than a year. It's so more than a year and they were talking yeah. about it for a good it period of Sh- time. Shannon
1: before Group then. wants to divest itself of all its ancillary companies and Shannon Heritage is, is was one of it was them, is one of, is it, one it, of yeah. them. Mm. Um, and they see it as a sort of a loss making thing. Um, and some of the sites were lost making but of course Bunratty King John's Castle were the jewels and the crown, and the crown of course yeah. they also had the GPO up in Dublin and, and the, cliffs the, the cliffs are part of this aren't they there's, no. a un- there's no, one they unit uh, the there's yeah, one country. at the
0: cliffs yeah. we're going to talk about the cliffs okay. before we finish part one
3: there's one unit in the cliffs yeah. And yeah. involved in this deal as well yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 so yeah.
0: it yeah.
1: makes sense for the council to take it over well
0: we'll talk we'll talk about it when it happens in about two years time we'll see how it goes there's some more experience I think is what it is we're 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 going to move on uh, to a topic close to David's heart and I know I'm going to upset him now (coughs) page 8 and the champion top left hand corner Owen Ryan has the article David no plans to reopen Crusheen Station
1: well, um, <laughs> this kite is flown very regularly, and it's Pat O'Brien, actually, that yeah. does a lot of the flying of it. And, 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 I, I was, and we're
0: keeping it airborne. Yeah,
1: and you're keeping it airborne. <laughs> if, if I was suspicious, I would say Pat is talking to Senator Conway and uh, uh, telling him to ask various questions in the in the, the Shannad about this. But anyway, Owen Ryan has the story. Uh, Senator Conway brought it up um, uh, in the Shannad when... When somebody's stepping in, what minister was stepping in? Derek Killeary was stepping in for, the, for uh, Eamon Ryan, the minister for transport. And anyway, Senator Conway argues that um, the station, which was closed in 1976, should be reopened because the Western Rail Cor- Corridor is such a success, has been such a success, notwithstanding what the arguments were prior to that. But anyway, he was told um, that the minister has no plans at all to open up firstly the minister has no responsibility for opening it up he, he sort of dodged it by saying it's up to Irish Rail yeah, it, but yeah. that he understands that there is no no intention to reopen <coughs> it but gentlemen okay I'll let Pat I, come in there Irish Rail Irish Rail were, were pulled, um,
3: uh dragging and screaming to get to, to, to open the, the, the line from Nimruc to Galway yeah now, they, they, then, then they they went and you had to buy a ticket. In this day and age, you had to buy a ticket, in you know, the inner they didn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't sell the tickets online. When they sold the tickets online, uh, the, the, the 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 amount of people that travelled uh, went up by a hundred percent. So. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I, 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 I like in, the, in this, um, um, with, with, um, what you call him, the minister? Eamon Ryan. Eamon Ryan. Agreements. wants to get everyone off the road and put him on, on, on trains, yeah. uh, yeah, Why yeah. Why not have this? Well,
1: the station? The, min- <coughs> the
3: station is
1: there. The station is there, but pr- the problem, Pat, as I see it, is this. Crushing has a small population. I looked it up. It's only got about a thousand people. In Christine. it's grown. In 2016, the official population was something like 700 people. So I'm adding a few. I haven't the 2022 figures yet. Shannon, by contrast, which does not have a rail link, has over 10,000 people. So I would put priorities onto Shannon. I would forget Croshie uh, until it is until it has about 10,000 people. Because you need that amount of people, and that's what the Irish Rail people are looking at, and that's what also um, the minister is probably looking at.
0: Could I, could I make one contradiction to that? Go on. What's the population of Burt Hill?
1: Well, now, Burt Bird- <laughs> <laughs> yes. I happily, I do take the train from Burt Hill, and unhappily, I'm only one or two people
0: on it on, on a it, regular basis. My, yeah.
1: on, not even on a regular basis because I don't do it regularly enough. But whenever I've done it, I'm only the second person. Uh, so that's it's only a matter of time before that closes I would hate to see it close but um, I'll ta- I don't know why it has survived Luke is what I think what uh, Alan
0: Kelly I think is the reason why it survived really yeah, yeah. As, as far as I can recall but of course Good in the 1970s really so many railway stations were closing yeah. but anyway listen we shall move on and there are uh, in the Clare Echo on page 10 and 11 uh, this week Uh, It's part three of uh, a four-week spread, I suppose, is what uh, we we could call it, uh, where uh, Parag McMahon speaks to our elected TDs. And this week, it is uh, local East Clareman, Deputy Michael McNamara, who is uh, the man that is uh, being interviewed. And there are three articles uh, on page 10 and 11 that are well worth to read. Um, Our future generations will judge this government harshly COVID-19 committee shut down for asking too many questions. And, you know, the, the as we said, you can get the paper, you'll be able to read the full articles, or if you have a subscription, we'll say to the Echo as well, you can read the full thing. Well worth a look. And uh, next week is the fourth I- issue, and uh, sorry, the fourth uh, TD has been covered, and that's going to be Violet and Win And we'll move on to Violet and because there's an article... Uh, in both papers as well in relation to her and uh, there was a suggestion that she was going to go to the Labour Party but um, she seems to be denying it Pat
2: yeah, I always looked at that and I was interested because um page five obviously in the when you have a an, an, an a deputy like that, uh, independent, who might be uh, you know, who has left one party and left it under the rate right of a cloud, I suppose. And election is what, a year and a half away or maybe a little more a bit more. Well no, a year and a half away, I suppose, or less. Yeah. Two, um, two years max February. Labour have a new leader in Ivana in Ivana Bank Bacic And uh, I suppose Violet Ann. Uh, being a mother of many children and needing services at all, that she has been talking to Ivana and found Ivana very helpful in terms of, uh, you know, advising about childcare and you know have, having all child child childcare for TDS etc etc. So um, that's the line we're hearing. Whether and violence, it's absolutely nothing's a bottle of smoke. But I have a funny feeling Labour has a bit of a tradition in Clare, Dr. Doctor Bemgy uh, being mm. one example. Mm. Deputy McNamara Deputy b- b- previously. Absolutely. You know? He said he's being courted a little bit as well, I think, yeah. in another, another yeah. article there, another part of an article. So violet Ann, I'd say, would be certainly, if she stays as an independent uh, candidate, she would probably have a serious job in getting re-elected uh, in Clare, I would, I would think. And uh, therefore, I've only feeling that she is very, very happy to be courted by Ivana Batchik. And I'm sure Ivana Batchik would love to have a presence in clear of a sitting TD who might have that little bit of, uh, you know, um recognisability I suppose but um, at the moment it's all little cosy little chests at the doll mm. bar and it's all public and there's nothing secret but you can be certain there's plenty there of that's got on yeah. there's something people, there. people have phones nowadays yeah. I think haven't they and Yeah. They have yeah. What was Violet says anyway a storm and a,
3: a teacup. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and well, she the said sorry David Labour would definitely have not been a party I would have considered when I entered politics in the first place so. Ah, politicians change
2: so. their minds I think well, 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 well if, what, what, you, if
0: you look at the social democrats uh, David would say yes. that announced earlier this week that mm. their two co-leaders uh, okay. the two ladies are stepping down and when they were formed who was the third person that was involved in the setting up the party
1: that's a good question
0: Stephen Donnelly and right. Right. And right. Right. And where right. is he now yes. you know? Mr. So health. Health. Yeah, do you know yeah. so uh, who he was indeed yeah.
1: was deputy Violet win? The elect to roll candidate who was on holidays at the time of oh, her election. Oh no most definitely not most no. Definitely no, not. that was another uh, that was a, a, la- a, a lady up
0: in Kildare I think oh, that remember, was right. Kildare. Oh, No yeah. Yeah. no by the hand most definitely wrong. not no yeah. was not on holidays and she she uh, got a very <coughs> significant vote in Clare last time around so it, w- it will be it will be interesting did yeah, she top the poll actually. she ver- uh, if close she, and she not didn't not she was very close, the close the the I I think it was very close but she had a very strong preference off preference
2: was actually Yeah off top I can't remember
0: W- it it was was she not
1: wrong. want to w- is there any hope of a reconciliation with her old party no no that's not you think I that's think completely out I of the
2: question I think she has she has made so many so many accusations of yeah. lack of support and mm. downright I suppose Coldness and you know yeah. being neglected by the party and no support and no this no, and I think I think Mary Lou McDonald I think hasn't uh, she, I don't think she's Mary, Mary Lou McDonald's type as regards the kind of TD she wants probably not I can
0: but see listen that. listen uh, enough of that we're going to move on because we've a few big topics we want to talk about and one of course is one we're go- we return to on a regular basis page fifteen uh, in the champion now normally we cover the East Clare notes so that's going to be in part two but this is in uh, the Shannon Town notes uh, on. Uh, part one and the article uh, there's a picture of uh, Shannon Airport CEO Mary Considine and the headline is Irish Aviation needs to be rebalanced now Pat O'Brien talk to me
3: yeah I suppose Mary Considine was in at I think the Aviation Committee of the Auroctis yeah the
0: the the, the, the Joint Auroctis Committee on Transport and Communications Uh, she was in at a visit
3: Mm, <clears throat> it looks as the population profile of the country 38% of the population are residing in Munster and Connacht, and yet five airports on the west coast only account for of 15% of airport traffic. Aviation policies should seek to support further growth in the connectivity into the regions and address the current imbalance in the aviation landscape, she said. This constant says that increased and improved public transport to Shannon would be b- beneficial. Actually, there's a a, a, a SoundCloud and actually just if the theme headed on... and I, I see them I, I listen to it on my phone. Um, Pat, um, is
1: a SoundCloud a cloud that produces thunder and lightning? No, What's a sound cloud? <laughs> it's a SoundCloud.
0: It's it's a, yeah. an app. It's yeah. an app. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. The,
3: the, she, she was she was being in, she was being interviewed by the TDS in the. In this, um,
0: the transport and transport communications joint, 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 all about joint uh,
3: aviation. i think yeah. they're, they're, they're bringing up a policy and they're uh, setting out a policy for, for aviation in the country.
1: The most yeah. shocking thing about this is five airports on the west coast. I've counted four of them, and I don't know if Cork, if she's including Cork in this, I would hope she's not because it's not on the west coast. But Knock, I've counted Knock twice. Knock, Shannon. Farron Shone Farron Four Farran four. Far four yeah, four yeah. Uh, would Galway get it that's gone yeah. uh, Galway's gone Galway's yeah. gone yeah. so where galway. are the five
3: airports that's one in Donegal that's four been, I've seen
2: oh. it Yeah. So I think
3: there was one small one in Sligo, was the one thing yeah well, there was
1: actually but isn't galway. it shocking for a small country like ours so. to have five airports on the west coast And and how many how many airports are on the east coast well, the only one. You only well, Wales you could include Belfast if you wanted. Well, let's, yeah. let's exclude well, two on on Belfast. Yeah. Two Belfast. Let's exclude in Belfast in and Dublin is so the well, well, sure well, isn't that Southeast part of the problem? Mm. Isn't that part of the problem? But
3: there's one in Waterford of it as well, a small one.
1: Does four, anything go out? They get four million. They are less I'd say we have
2: more airports than Wales and Scotland combined. I'd say.
1: Birmingham there has an airport, and Birmingham has a population of. 5 million or four people, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: but you have eighty perc- eighty-seven percent of all traffic going into one of them, David. But that's what I'm saying. Eighty-seven percent perc- 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 of the country doesn't live
1: in, in, the, in a near concentrated Dublin. place, but the vast majority hmm. of the population do live. Unfortunately, well, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But, but, the but we said the
0: Dubs d- 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 have everything, and I said uh, we're, well, Dublin, we're, we're we're struggling to sort of survive I, on tourism. I would include and Dublin, me,
1: there. I would include all of the eastern half of the country in that. In that. Um, what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> There's an
2: imbalance for sure, but um, but she, I think it's I'd unrealistic. Now, it's what
1: I would say to her, what I what I fully agree with um, to try and improve what is going on in Shannon, is that she says here we are fully supportive, and this is going back to our earlier conversation, we are fully supportive of initiatives to improve the public transport connections to the yeah. airport. Now, that's one part of the problem, but then she has to get, or they have to get, the airlines to start operating from Shannon. I that don't, I, 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 I don't, don't
0: believe, I uh, would say, access to Shannon Airport isn't a problem. There's a motorway Clearly to not, within half the a mile of it. It. But
1: if you don't it have a to car, well, compare Dublin now.
0: Yeah, Any the, person the, who the, doesn't the have bus, a car... The bus side of things needs to be improved. But okay. I said, you've 28 buses a day, David, going yeah. from Limerick up to Dublin. But that's
1: because their flights are going. Yeah, but that, that's, and and that's if the, issue. If the if flights were going seat. from Shannon, no. I'd say the bus companies yeah. and vice versa. Chicken, you know, if you, I'd say chicken if
2: you travellers from the Midlands, uh, from, you know, okay, the West has knocked but, I still, you know, uh, and, 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 and again, the, and the Midlands sh- to Peria they would prefer, or maybe further, even towards the East, towards tourist car, much handier for them to get over to Shannon uh, quietly and without any well, and I'm sure and think of people they yeah. love flying from Shannon they do anyone who mentions it so any hassle-free yeah since, exactly
3: since Covid I think not, 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 not that area, yeah. a lot of the midlands and a lot of Yeah. to Shannon yeah. there's
1: yeah. no doubt that if you can fly from Shannon you would and Absolutely. people will mm. yeah. people will
0: anyway and, and and we still haven't got an invite to go down and talk to them <laughs> but anyway that's for, that's for another, yeah, another day, day. right <laughs> listen uh, the big other topic that is um, in the papers this week and it's uh, relevant because it's basically one year since uh, the Russian attack on Ukraine uh, took place and page one on the champion Owen Ryan has uh, an article and we're just going to talk a little little bit uh, in relation to it and I said we have over 4,000 refugees uh, in Clare you know in, in the space of a year and like Pat, um, I know uh, you and your good wife, and a lot of the good people up in Flagmount were involved at the start of this in basically, uh, you know, the first wave of people before uh, I suppose you, you know, the big numbers started appearing. We we'll say that there was numbers uh, of refugees started appearing up up in Flagmount. Yeah. So, tell me what you think about it. We're one well, year it, in.
2: It's been a short year and it's been a long year. Mm. Uh, so I would look at it from personal point of view, as a, Kathleen is, is is deeply involved. In fact, she's gone over to Flagmont tonight to meet some of them about a, a, an issue she wants. She needs to get information across to them and, and sort them out a few things. But we ha- probably have daily contact with them. I do a bit of English with them once or twice a week, uh, since nearly since they came. Um, there's one of them, there's four or five of them working already, mad for work. Uh, three of them are working in a hotel in in in, 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 in the inn in Drumoland. And another girl works in the local shop and post office, and um, there's another girl does works in the school in terms of caretaking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now their English is improving. A couple of, them, a few of them have got back to Ukraine in recent weeks to check out parents and the check maybe to get uh, some paperwork started, et cetera, et cetera. And they were very glad to get out of it again. They're you know, they, even though they're, they're worried about their families, very concerned about their families who remain there. They were still still scared themselves when they see what's happening still, the dangers in the eastern cities and the cave itself I suppose is still you know under pressure. they want to get out before the annual annual uh, the annual first year first anniversary particularly. But look, they are wonderful people. they're like they're no different to ourselves. They want to get on in life, they want to be safe, they want to be educated, they want to work, they want to contribute, and they are settling in with the local community. And they do want to... The English is improving. They're very, very good, like most Europeans, at learning a second or third language. Irish people find that very difficult, I think, <laughs> uh, in my own experience and many many others. But look, I love meeting them. That there There's some great characters in them. Uh, they're lucky enough that they have nice houses in Flagmont and nice families that are hosting them, or also their houses that they're, they're in on their own, we'll say two or three, renting a house, or we'll say, you know, sorry, taking up a, a vacant house. And um, they're contributing to local life, local school the local shop, the local economy. They take their buses to Ennis and Gart once or twice a week and they have been shopping there as well. And uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, at this stage, I'd be friendly with a few of them. I could say friends with them. Kathleen is friends with most of them. And uh, it's wonderful. But in the back of their minds, some of them feel they'll never get back to Ukraine. Mm. More of them, of course, have the dream of getting back ASAP, maybe six months, a year, whenever. Mm. And they know there's a lot of rebuilding. But, um, you know, from our point of view, I suppose we're lucky. Uh, it's not overcrowded with them. We're a small village, but you can absorb the houses available and the families, absorb 25 or six or seven people. Uh, it might be different if there's a few hundred of them centred somewhere else. in other in Budike, and know in Killaloo, and um, where maybe people are short of housing and, uh, and that in the urban areas. That's no whole other issue, but I've really enjoyed my time mm. meeting them and working with them, mm. and uh, they're fabulous people. Mm. Okay,
1: David. Yeah, um, I've, i have I happened to go down to the East Clare Holiday Village and that would be my experience, Pat, too that they're very happy very happy to meet and to engage and to receive just echoing what you said about some people not ever being able to go home there is a piece on page three of The Champion by Owen Ryan and it's the heading is very emotive really more than likely she'll be staying in Ireland for the rest of her life and this is an Ennis resident um, who's talking here, Vlada Gorbanova, whose 75-year-old, 76-year-old grandmother, she was amongst the very first Ukrainians to come come away from it in March last year, and uh, she's 76. She, she probably will not get home. I think that's what her granddaughter is saying, which is very sad, because she's known nothing but, uh, I think it's Lukashank, or one of the eastern cities, um, you know, she was afraid of her life. She came over here, with, as, as her granddaughter said, with the clothes on her back. There's one picture here of the granddaughter holding a photograph that was obviously brought over um, of the grandmother's wedding. It looks, the, fashion, the fashion looks to me like it's the 1960s or 70s. Yeah. Um, and that's probably all she has. Mm. It's very sad.
3: Yeah, there's another one there, uh, Luke, uh, uh, Luke, on page 5 of the champion. Ukrainian volunteers give back to local communities across Clare. Uh, Fiona McGarry has the story. And there's a um, happy trail help with Ukrainian Katarina Nakehoga uh, from Live, who volunteers at Clare Haven Ho- Horizon on the Goth Road in Innes. And uh, Ukrainian volunteers are supporting community organisations across Clare and could soon be boosting even more... could be boosting even more of them thanks to the initiative to pair newcomers with groups in need of help. Ukrainian people are used to working as volunteers and the country Feature strongly in the World Giving Index, explained Sharon Meaney, manager of Clare Volunteer Centre. So I suppose there are pets there they are willing to, to work and there. Yeah, yeah. no out. question about that. Yeah. 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 Okay,
0: right. Listen, we'll move on. And before we finish, uh, there is the back page on the Clare Champion, which is page 22. And it's on page 14 of the Clare Echo. And just want to sort of give uh, a little bit of uh, room to an event that uh, Patwa was uh, busy interviewing people at last weekend. Uh, and in the Champions Expo shines spotlight on Clare's artisan food and craft suppliers. Uh, that's the, the heading in bo- both of the papers and basically... Uh, Food and craft suppliers from across County Clare received a unique opportunity to meet with potential new customers and buyers at an event held at the Cliffs and the Falls Hotel uh, last Sunday and Monday. And Pat, now I'm going to hand over to you because uh, you have a show coming up uh, on the radio in about another two hours, uh, starting at four o'clock, about 75 minutes, where... uh, uh, you went around and you spoke to, I'd say, about ninety percent of the businesses that were, uh, um, uh, would say, that were on display at the event. And I think you got everyone from East Clare, and you we, we, we only missed out on one or two.
3: Well, in, in both papers today, look, you have um, um, photographs and, uh, uh, and articles on on, on the expo. Uh, expo shines, spotlight and claire's Aston food and craft suppliers. Uh, that was a lovely day. We we, we were up, Mr. Van Luke was up there, and uh, we we met all the, the various people that were uh, had their stands there and uh, uh, interviewed them. And uh, a great uh, well, well, I'd say
0: a, a great opportunity for like I, I I I I'd be open to correction, but I'd say the biggest employer probably had maybe fifteen twenty staff. and some were one-person shows. It was a great opportunity for all of those to get to display their wares. A number of them are already selling at the cliffs. You know, and we'll say Sunday was um, for the, the public to see and sample uh, the product. Then there was a bit of a get-together uh, and the dinner Sunday evening back in the Falls Hotel. And then you had the businesses were there on, on the Monday. Monday. So as yeah. I said, a, a bit of schmoozing to be done will say Sunday evening and then hard talking to be done on Monday, you know, we'll say to try and get things. But um, uh, there are some great interviews uh, like, cause I think there's about uh, 15 interviews there's very few people Pat that you didn't get around to we'll say during, during the, cor- the course of the day and you, you even got to bump uh, into the mayor and uh, have a chat with him uh, and you know we'll say you got to talk to uh, all all these Clare representatives we'll say we had
1: and right. I'd say Luke and Pat you probably had a fair amount of sampling yourselves, <laughs> did you?
3: <laughs> well, we didn't, th- we didn't have any an- a- alcohol no worry. You enjoyed the chocolate like, like, like that. Yeah. 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 Well,
2: you know, we mentioned last week about uh, the, the visitors last year to Clifton uh, More being 1.13 million or something. I think it was a 40 something percent of them were Americans. Yeah. So yeah. fair play to whoever was thinking ahead and said, here is the place to give local art and food producers and art and people a chance to get a, a massive a million people in a yeah. year plus a, yeah. and if yeah. a quarter of them visit the thing mm. and a quarter of that again buy something or less yeah. Yeah. you know isn't
1: yeah. 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 Abs- no, that's a great point absolutely because uh, the one thing you'd hope that the council would be doing would be stocking local Clare project. Absolutely. Yep. No, and well, I, I, I said, w- I said
0: credit has to be given to them. And in I said, I, 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 don't, sure. I don't dish out too much credit <laughs> on a lot of occasions, but I, I will on this occasion. Grace and uh, uh, and, <laughs> uh, and we'll say <laughs> Me, Melanie Lennon, sales and marketing manager at the Cliffs, yeah. would, say, would say we had made con- contact with Melanie beforehand and she welcomed us up above and, yeah. you know, hopefully we can return the favour. The only thing I would say is that all going well when the interpretive uh, centre in Mount Shannon gets up and running that I hope the favour will be returned and they'll come down and do an expo she also
3: said that um, they try as much as possible to to, to source clear uh, products for the yeah. For all the their, all their tours, yes. uh, and facility, like so, some, you know. so, some of the people
0: that we were talking to up above, you know, were saying like you know they, they were sending product out to, um, you know, to New York, and they they have their their product is on sale in sh- in uh, you know different countries all over the world. Yeah. It's exactly. absolutely in fabulous. You know,
2: put those uh, producers then to be that have a stall in Grafton Street. Yeah. exactly, absolutely. So so, so
0: so so yeah. so tune in. We'll say at four four o'clock, <laughs> and you'll be able to hear Pat Pat, Pat on his travels around the place. Right, Just Pat. Before we go, what do you want? Just
3: uh, uh, Clare Tourism have a new, uh, new uh, website. Oh well, uh, yes, www.clare.ie. Yeah. So it's 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 it's, yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's, it, it's yeah. We often they often produce stuff in the papers for like the fifteen most best playgrounds in Clare. Uh, so this website I think will be very handy for. People. Yeah, I, I think yeah.
0: it's just uh, getting updated. So that that's in the Echo uh, pattern. It's, it? it's on page nine of
3: the Echo. Page it's nine nine in the Echo. It was so. by the chairman of the Mayo Clare. Uh, also Tony, I'm oh,
0: perfect. I'm, I'm sure somebody will go and have another few words with Tony in relation to that one. Right, Pat. It's halftime music. Who are we, we uh, dealing with this week? We'll go to, we to Bart
3: again this week. Uh, Jesus, uh, uh, two, he's spinning in two, two week, now. Two we weeks he, in, the role, in a row, Pat. He's, he's making
0: a fortune, <laughs> and I'd say, out <laughs>
1: of <States>. well, <laughs> no,
3: The family are. David. He, yeah. he composed some, some lovely songs. And and so we, sorry,
2: Pat. As I said about Elvis when he died, a great career move. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You're sure that Bart as well. Go on, Pat. Go on. Bart Beckerwack, you one. Do you know the way to San Jose and there's Eon Warwick
0: well, we might know the way to San Jose, but we know the, east, the way to East Clare, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Oh, 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 oh. Right, all the way back from San Jose to East Clare, and we have a lot to cover now, lads, so we're uh, going to get off the ground and running. <coughs> uh, I'm just going to start with, there's an article on page four uh, in the Champion, Oatfield Community mourns passing of Father Jim Crow. Oatfield Community members were shocked and saddened late on Sunday evening last 19th February, writes Fiona McGarry, when news broke of the passing of Father Jim Crow suddenly at uh, UHL. Uh, the Clonelara native who was a retired missionary priest had been helping to celebrate masses at the historic church and had been a much loved visitor to the village and uh, Fiona has the full article there uh, his mass has been held on Thursday with burial in County Wicklow and we send our condolences to uh, his yeah, family you say
3: mass up in our field church yeah, there on yeah. uh, every second week instead another priest yeah exactly so he um, must have died suddenly because I say uh, people weren't
0: expecting that yep, to come the, Okay. The yeah and so we say our same please to his family and to all the people in Oatfield as well. Right, we're moving on and <laughs> this now David you're going to dinner.
1: I'm going to a curry night on uh, the 28th next which is Tuesday night next. Uh, it's, it's not for the benefit of my health but it is for the benefit of the poor people in Turkey and Syria who were subject to that awful earthquake um, there a week or two ago. Um, so that's it's happening in the co op cafe. Uh it'll there's the dinner will be ve- in, I'm not in, in vegan. In scariff In scariff I should say, yes, in scariff Dinner will be vegan and gluten free, but mm. happily I'll take anything I get. <laughs> uh twenty five euro can be purchased as scarf community co op. And there's a number there given as well. And everybody's welcome. You can take away or you can uh, sit down.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh good cause. So, good good cause. cause. Right. Now Pat. There's lots of planning in, in the champion for Kilkishan. Yeah, Tell us yeah, about it. Yeah, a, um, Can you just well, talk, talk a little bit closer to the mic there, if you don't mind? Oh yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> move move it over there.
3: There's good news, uh, Luke. Uh, Take notice. that Sandfield Properties Limited intend to apply for planning permission for the following development on the site in the rural Torre road Torina Kilkishan, County Clare. Construction of 61 dwellings, comprising of three number single storey dwellings, two bedroom units nine two-story terrace dwellings, three-bedroom units, and eight number semi-detached two-story dwellings with attic room uh, and five-bedroom units, and um, two-story corner dwellings, three-bedroom units. with well, they're there anyway. It's 61, 61 houses, and it's, it's uh, 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 um, a site that was developed back in the Celtic Tiger Times and it fell into disarray. so there was a couple of houses built there, but it was still probably mm. demolished and uh this new company—it was up for sale there a while back—the uh, the site. So I don't know who sent, sent for developments. properties there are but they are uh, going. They're going blind plan, for planning, build, planning anyway. Sixty-one so. houses.
0: Right. And is there another application there as well, were you saying?
3: No, well, the other one, Luke, was a, a site that was built on the foundations and all were in, and um, it, would, it was stopped as well during the Celtic Tiger times. Yeah. The, um, the, the developer there um, so stopped building. He finished it. He have what houses were in and finished. Yeah. But there was other houses in the base the bases were in, so... Uh, a new uh, a new contractor has moved in there now and he's started to assume there in the last couple of weeks uh, ok
0: working. so there's lots of potential in around Kilkishan keeping things keeping things moving yeah. right we're going to move on and we are going to page 8 of the champion and Pat Mack uh, there is a topic there the late James Whelan that you want to absolutely that uh, you want to look
2: Jimmy, no, yeah, Jimmy Whelan well well um, farmer, first of all, he has died, uh, sadly, at uh, age 86 in his Killaloo home. But Jim Whelan had uh, an absolutely fantastic food store in Killaloo at the bottom of the main street there for many, 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 for decades. Indeed. And Uh, uh, the headline... Alone, G- Gayborn left in awe on his visit to Lou Food Store, and it seems that Gay and Kathleen were there uh, a number of times, were in awe of the variety of you know one of those shops that carried from food from, a, from everything from a pair of Wellington's to a, you know a, a can or a bottle of a little mm-hmm. jar of caviar and everything <laughs> in between. And uh, it was and Jimmy was an absolute gentleman no matter what. And if you couldn't get something, he'd get it for you. And they also say that he used to deliver stuff to people's homes when he closed the shop in the night time if somebody had looked for something he didn't have a during the day and it came in he would deliver it to the home home. a gentleman to his fingertips fabulous place Quinto I was in there often in the early 80s at least a number of times I wouldn't say often but a number of times and as I said, anything you want was in there. But better still was the service and the smile and the grease. Absolutely. The it,
0: it, it, it would remind you so of, the of him. There, there was one or two shops in Ennis that you could go in and Absolute. find absolutely anything. But, yeah, yeah. but the best at thing least. that you, uh, from personal experience, the best thing we'll say that was down in Whelan's outside of the service that you got was the ice cream. The oh, 99 really? to <laughs> die for. Absolutely <laughs> to I'll die I'll for. Mean, and a regular parta- just, partaker, partaker on it. Just over
3: there, Etienne yeah, and Luke, uh, over the... Uh, um, uh, Jim Whelan's one is the Ben of Olympian Front Library campaign to get Claire Yeah, and we have Naomi Cattle there she's uh, a 2020 Olympian with the Irish hockey team and I think she's played about 130 times for Ireland so She's um, promoting the reading of a uh, book reading. And uh, I think the, the, book, the book festival is coming up next month in Innes, in well,
2: which is a big. IvanReeds.ie is, is the site to go on to uh, pledge to read some of But to finish off, to just add to what you're saying, Pat, she says, I just read it very briefly. And this is for everybody, you know, young and old, listening. Reading has become an integral part of my daily routine, particularly before bedtime. It helps me to switch off and unwind. Mm. I couldn't recommend reading um, more for improved sleep increased imagination and for a better overall balance in life. That's some recommendation yeah, by an international hockey player and, and a brilliant camogie player as
3: well. And, and, and Naomi Schultz, she's a fantastic sportswoman. Absolutely she, wonderful. Played, she played uh, camogie with Clare Sina no? and uh, hockey and for Lynch, Ireland hockey and played inter uh, football as well. Yeah, she was an all-rounder, yeah, but all she's
2: all still young, a young a young, girl yeah, and uh, yeah. just it's, I think it's just worth mentioning. Okay. Uh, it's great advice for young people, isn't it? it is, okay, fair, all ages maybe.
0: fair play. right? I'm just going to refer to uh, in the living section on page 2, uh, of the champion uh, Jessica Quinn has an article the Lockdurg RNLI volunteer has spoken of the quote unique privilege she felt while on duty as she retires from the service Catherine Gleeson is retiring from her role as Deputy Launching Authority at Lockdurg RNLI Lifestone ba- uh, Station and there is a lovely article and a lovely picture there uh, with the uh, uh, Catherine, and a, a paint a painting that uh, an oil painting that she received uh, from it was a made by a Tipperary artist uh, Anya Quinlan, which was presented to her on behalf of the crew and operation uh, team. So uh, th- we wish her the very best uh, wishes on, on her retirement. I say uh, we are always in awe of the great work that the RNLI do here, and here. Uh, a great a great service to have One of the for, for for us. The only inland, uh, you know, light, lifeboat. In, in Ireland mm, really and, uh, yep and, and we, 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 we have them literally on, on our oh. do- on, on our doorstep now uh, Pat I'm going to go back to you page 9 the champion um, this this is nearly like the Mills and Kilkishan part of the the, the paper but uh, you had an MEP visiting the local school oh. <laughs>
2: this is the Mills now <laughs> yeah, yeah. centre of the yeah.
0: world yeah, yeah. Uh, Sha- uh, Sean Kelly Sean,
3: Sean Kelly yeah uh, yeah, Sean Kelly was in um, in the school on Tuesday, and he was talking about Europe, here and the European Parliament, and all. With the children, and I suppose uh, <coughs> giving giving a bit of a lowdown and, and, and chatting to. Him. And then, then I went out and had an interview with him. So, um, no point in bringing people in if we can not look after them properly. Sean uh, Kelly is the hidden. Uh, the Irish government shouldn't accept any more international protection applicants until it can provide adequate accommodation for existing
1: ones according to me, MEP Sean Kelly. I, I take issue with that now, Pat, because it implies that we're bringing them in. We're not bringing them in. They're coming in, and you can't stop it. it, it's, it's, it, it yeah, in, I in, it's in a, in a uh, war yeah. situation. Mm. So I'm surprised, actually, that an MEP such as Sean Kelly, whom I think we've had on the radio here uh, on a Saturday Chronicle programme, would have said such a mm, actually stupid uh, thing.
3: Yeah, well, I acknowledge every country has... a. a accommodation international national protection applicants, the Fangalian BP said Ireland has done more than its fair share. <laughs> In a clear champion, as a mid national school and choose Mr Kelly proposed Accommodation additional refugees should we should we put on hold for a period of time. So I suppose he's saying maybe that we we, we should maybe have have um, to try and Complete, we have an, an, he and should have be it.
1: talking to our European colleagues to see if, he can, if they can provide any additional support to the country and to other countries in Europe that are under a bit of pressure
2: Yeah, He's making the comment that tourism you know, is coming in, the season is coming in and it's the backbone for most counties in the west of Ireland uh, and all that but uh, then he says at European level we need to look at how temporary accommodation can be provided more quickly and provide assistance for that we also need to share the load better across the European Union so it seems he's saying other countries aren't doing enough and we're doing too much
1: and yeah well look, I don't I, I, know about that because I agree that, you, you know. look at Poland and you look at the other countries surrounding Ukraine who have taken a disproportionately Massive, yeah. larger yeah. number yeah. than yeah. Ireland um, and other places on this side of the continent
3: the, the, the refugees uh, which are not from um, Ukraine has increased from about five thousand to fifteen thousand in the last twelve months. Yeah, yeah. So you'd wonder, um, uh, and an awful lot of them are coming in. And well, we're not.
1: What we're not being told, Pat, is how many are actually being deported, and a large number are also being deported. Yeah, and a large number so are coming in without. With, they're
3: coming in without without or any. Uh, yeah. And you can't get on a plane anywhere.
1: Yeah.
3: anywhere in the world without But proper. do you know
1: how many of those are being deported?
3: <laughs> I don't know
1: well we're not told that we're only told the number of people coming in
0: I'm going to finish this debate lads because we're running <laughs> short on time and I'll finish it by saying that would be an ecumenical matter <laughs> we're moving on page 19 uh, these clear notes uh, in the echo uh, stories of Boglands celebrated Paul McMahon has the article there and this is where Jim and John were gone to last week uh, basically the uh, interwoven visual celebration uh, of oh, yeah. connection with Irish Boglands which is currently on display at Scariff Library and runs until 16 to March uh, so you go pay that a visit. Uh, Mealik Wind Farm uh, Action Group invite you to an information day on Sunday the 5th of March in Mealy Community Hall about the impact on proposed wind farm in the community. And, uh, and uh,
3: You'll get tea and coffee and, and
0: buns, uh, Luke. Just, <laughs> uh, Cakes. Oh, yes. Call for a <laughs> cup of tea, some cake and a chat and there have a cake sale on the day. Sure, what could go wrong? Uh, Pork McMahon <laughs> has uh, an article. W- we've referred to it before, but Pádraig, uh, being Pork has sort of, you know, the great thing he does sometimes, he puts a bit of meat on the bone. <laughs> Contract signed for 6 million scarf Social Housing Scheme, which we were all aware of. Uh, But we say, Porrick has the name of the company, Galway Company, uh, and pardon my pronunciation, Koolsevene Construction, uh, they, assi- they signed it, and it says that they have carried out a number of large-scale education projects uh, Projects within Clare, including twin, uh, construction, 24 new classroom at St. Phoenix's National School and Six Mile Bridge in 2016, and a more recent upgrade, uh, 12.5 million upgrade of Ames Community College. And they have taken over the contract to build the, the county library. county library well, yeah. You know, well, so they're,
3: they're, they're, they're not... The ink wasn't dry on the contract, I'd say, because they're, they're, they were in there last week, uh, machines are going really to yeah. the site here in Scarif. So okay. it's not
1: just Kilkishan. And we also have the name of the new housing estate in Scarif. It's going to be called Drihad Nua.
0: Yeah, New, new bridge. bridge. New, new bridge, bridge, yeah. That's right. that's it. That's yeah. It. Anyway, so uh, that, that's basically it. Uh, uh, there were some issues with uh, getting the tend- what would you say, post tender administration, whatever that means. They didn't there was a, that there was a de- on the There was a delay. So the target completion date is moved back from the third first quarter of 2024 to the third quarter of next year so if I do my sums right and I'm not great at it that's basically you're talking sometime between July and September-ish yeah. next year so that'll be good news for people in East Clare right uh, we've about eight or nine minutes uh, we don't even have that long to go to page 13 uh, in the Champion uh, and we have the East Clare notes I'll allude quickly to uh, the Mayor is looking for uh, updated uh, signs um, uh, in Killaloo, of course, he would being the the, the representative there, and he would uh, said these would welcome people to the town, and also re- reference the town's twinning uh, relationship with uh, New London, Wisconsin, in the USA. Yeah. So uh,
1: listen, we are uh, we're bamboozled with signage. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of signage, and I hate to see new signs going up. Let's let's remove some of the old signs before we put up any new signs.
0: Yeah, well, Pat, uh, the two Pats, I'd say, would remember years ago when you would have gone up to Ballyvachan, there was a famous sign. Oh, yeah. There was a famous pole with about... 30 signs yeah, yeah, you know yeah you know, it it exactly yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't yeah. think yeah. there's as many signs on yeah, it now but, 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 yeah. but the signs are still there anyway more good news we'll say for Scariff, Fiona McGarry has down the bottom right hand corner planning permission has been granted for regeneration project in the town that's basically to refurbish what would be the former Merriman Tavern and we'll say what would have been supermax there as well so the councillors are on about that and they're there's work uh, will take place uh, shortly in relation to that, so we That's will we wish, we'll actually, wish yeah. him the best with that. Then, mm-hmm. David, um, mine matters at the top of the agenda during a series of talks in Killaloo.
1: Well, people might be interested in this. It's the um, the D- the Dean Vicar of Killaloo has, is busy organising a series of lectures on um, as he as, p- as interesting speakers. On the topic of, they're all mental mental health experts, and it's all over the coming weeks. Um, the series is called Mandatum Talks. So no idea what that means. Focusing upon John's Gospel, John thirteen fourteen.
2: You didn't, you didn't concentrate in your Latin classes. I didn't day, actually. No. Well, David, <laughs> if you if you
0: read on, so if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Oh. Well,
1: I won't be washing your feet, Luke. That's quite all right, listening. David. Sorry. But anyway, the, the inter- one of the interesting people, they're all interesting. Uh, one is the Holocaust survivor, Thomas Rekenthal, Mm. Um, he'll deliver a lecture via Zoom on Tuesday, March seventh. And and the good thing I suppose about this is they're all available via Zoom as well.
0: Well, and I'd say they're all going to be available via SPCR as well because we hope oh. to be down there and oh, re- recording same. Because we'll say, uh, Father, uh, sorry, Reverend Paul Fitzpatrick. There, uh, we recorded talks that were done for Advent uh, down there, and you know, it, uh, v- very good as well. Now, uh, David, there is an East Claire man. Uh, is pictured there Alvin White
1: yeah and uh, big picture here on page 13 he is the man from Mount Shannon who went to school here in Scarif Community College he actually pays a very nice tribute uh, to the college for setting him off on his scientific Mm -hmm. career he yeah. is the inventor of... The headline is Unique Patents Secured by Mount Shannon Professor. And these patents are to do with something I have no idea what they are, but they're carbon nanotubes and they're from recycled plastics from toxic medical devices or domestic products. He has been over in Swansea working as a, as a lecturer, as a professor. And he's now bringing his company to Ireland. I'm not exactly sure where in Ireland he's going to come. But um, it's, it's great to see such a home-bred success Absolutely. story such as that. And to credit the Scarf Community College for his, his start on this particular path.
2: Obviously a very, very bright man and an and, 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 and 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 innovative guy in, and into the science. But to say that um, his love for, as uh, you said, his love for... Um, science grew when attending Scarborough Secondary School is, is, a, is a great uh, yeah. a great credit, Our Scarborough Community College I should say is a great credit to the school but uh, yeah, what, what, a, what a great East player. but it's, it's, wouldn't it be great if it wasn't going to Dublin for once and was able to come down maybe to one of the smaller towns, to the, that, that that plant that yeah. he's hoping to get built yeah. I think,
0: I we'll, think we'll, we'll, we'll have to get John S. on the blower to talk to him Absolutely, give <laughs> you know,
2: some influence
3: yes. Yes. Manufacturing cables that can
2: transmit heat, data
0: my God! When. Yeah yeah, it, it's a very interesting. Um, yeah, a very a very interesting um, patent. We'll say that he has secured, you know, and uh, hopefully it will. I suppose I I don't know. Will it be earth shattering or life changing? But I think there's certainly going. There's put. There's huge potential there. there yeah, but he has you know,
2: some, he has some uh, educational records. Cardiff Community College, physics in UCG, uh, astrophysics in Barcelona, and then in, in the international space. Uh, University. Never heard of it. PhD at Rice University, Houston, Texas completed postdoctoral research at MIT, MIT Boston yeah, there the right you are. That,
1: is C- that is a CV
2: for a Mount Shannon man
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah actually they're very uh, they're very Mount intelligent up, the world, up there exactly yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 you get that right No, I said I have nearly have you back in check uh, is, uh, Pat any last comments
3: just your know, part of his father is there as well but he's um, from the. Uh,
0: yeah nice picture and actually we said that's a picture by John Kelly and you're after reminding me Pat there's other photographs in the paper there's some pictures we'll say that are in uh, the session. that are in the Echo with Natasha Barton has pictures I will say from the fundraiser at St. McCullough's National School Tola, yeah. uh, held we'll say in Tola la last weekend and uh, that's for an AstroTurf and uh, there's a load of other pictures there as well Pat some lovely boys and girls and yeah, we're going to finish with a controversial topic yeah uh, d- d- David, yeah, do, you wa- like do you want to talk about it? Well, before you do, David, <laughs> Pat, you tell us about photos.
3: Well, Clo- yeah, we've Clony Quinn there, there celebrating the minor championship win, oh, yeah. and uh, you've six mile bridge. Uh, celebrating Junior B and Junior A, or something like that. The Down, the, 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 the celebrating Jim Graves Pet. Yeah. Well, the bridge, yeah, well, the bridge celebrated Junior F, it was in it. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, but, that, but a club that really you so know, those, goes out and uh, everything. There's there's a, a, lot of, a lot of pictures in the, in the yeah. paper there this week. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and the, the last, t- we're going to finish up with a controversial topic. The boys' club are all in uh, full effect here. David, you have a very controversial yeah, yeah, picture. Yeah.
1: Page six, I would encourage listeners to take a look. at Page six of the living section. Now, fair play to the Clooney Queen lads. They're, they've won the cup and it's brilliant, but it's their um wear that I have a slight issue with. Now, when I was a young fella, if I had a short pants and I sat down and uh, the legs of the trousers would pulled up something. and the socks would be seen, you know, people might think, God, would he ever not have been able to afford a, a, tr- a proper trousers for himself? <laughs> but times they are a-changing, and if you look at these four lads, three of them... Are very happily and proudly, I would suggest, exposing the whites of their legs the ankles, the ankles, yeah. and the ankles, yes, and the shins, it's a, and it's a a, shins as well, yeah, The shins and all. Mm. And there's this is, I understand, a fashion statement. I yes. mean, and I've seen it in the university as well. They go around. Mm. I think surely they'd be frozen, but anyway, I don't know how long the fashion will last for. But it'll, it's around now That's anyway. Fine,
2: right? It's like everything, yep. no matter what fashion in terms of clothing or hairstyles. If you have it, if you're out of fashion now, wait 15 years <laughs> and you'll be the most fashionable person in the
0: world. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, right. Pat, we're, 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 we've one plug to give before we, we finish. Yeah, we'll
3: just uh, we'll plug the, the quiz night. Uh, it's in Friday the 3rd of um 2023, uh, at Mcnamara's Bear and Scarf, starting at 9 p.m. sharp. Twenty pound. 30 euro per table of four raffle and finger food in the night all pre- proceeds to Scarlet Bay Community Radio so we're, um, yeah. we're, we're we're having
0: a table quiz and we're plugging ourselves we're
3: urging oh. el- people to come out and support the, the exactly. local so radio so station so if you, if you want so to hear, want to hear more
0: channel. of the All Boys Club on local media this week <laughs> you can cont- contribute right listen uh, we're, we're done David Fleming thank you very much thanks, Luke. Pat McNamara thanks uh, very much Pat, Pat for, for coming O'Brien. down and uh, Pat O'Brien thanks uh, Luke and uh, Pat who are we playing out with? We'll go out
3: with... Them. Uh, Luci- Luciano Pav- Pavarotti. All oh, uh, the Bert,
0: Bert, Bert is done. Right. Okay. Bert <laughs> right. And, and we we'll hopefully
3: we'll have, we'll have defeated Italy by the time the we we'll go out. Perfect. And, and, okay. And, and, yeah. and, uh, so we're
0: we're going out with a bit of Pavarotti. I'd say we, we yeah. might get twenty seconds of him this week. So <laughs> right, listen, Jim, will be back in the hot seat next week. Hopefully, he will be able to keep keep an eye on you. That's all from local media this week. Uh, stay tuned. We'll say for the rest of the afternoon's programs uh, until next week. Goodbye and take care.
1: It is.